When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think you picked the movie to serve this big Kennedy. Goes inside the four fifty Kennedy. Suddenly, Kennedy has a chance to register that tenth. Runs around, kicks the goal, and brings the house down. Josh Kennedy, West Coast Eagles legend, AFL life member, and part of the SEN family. We have him on every week to uh, dissect what is happening at West Coast and how they went on the weekend. If you've got your thoughts, if you've got a question you want to ask Josh while we've got him on the line, you can on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Josh, welcome to the show. Good morning, Duff. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I went chopping wood. I'm cutting, cutting firewood on the weekend down at the the family farm down at Dark, and so I feel a bit like I think Will Schofield would have felt on uh, on Sunday, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit sore and sorry for myself. I didn't, so I don't reckon Scotty would have been out of walk Sunday. <laughs> Is there uh, any temptation to pull the boots on and run out in the um, in the blue and yellow one more time, mate? Help Scotty out this weekend? <laughs> uh, no, not 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 from my end, unfortunately. But it was great to see you know Will put his hand up, and obviously, um, yeah, with the injuries that are happening and the waffle side struggling to fill a team, it was it was great to see. I suppose Will put his hand up and. Yeah, and get out there. I think he, he took a pretty good mark and keep the goal, which I saw, which is um, which was great to see. But um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting when uh, you got Will Schofield put his hand up to play in it. Yeah, it probably tells you how bad the injuries are, and it, it's the the injuries at AFL level. Plus, they've got injuries in their waffle listers as well. So yeah. that uh, yeah. that really does get you down to the bare bones. You saw them play against yeah. Port Adelaide on Saturday. The the AFL team I'm talking about now. What did you see, and uh, and and what did you like, and what didn't you like about it? Yeah, look, well, I suppose it was it was another game where you know you saw a lot of growth in individuals, and uh, you know the effort was definitely there. It looks like the group, you know, is clear on you know how they want to play, and they're obviously they're training it, and um, you know they're, they're getting through the weeks. But obviously the list and, and I suppose the calibre there is, is not being able to push that through into a win and having that consistent you know kind of four quarter effort. I, I think. From the first, the third, and the fourth, it was pretty even in terms of all the stats. Um, it was just that second quarter that obviously blew out a bit, and I think they kicked six goals to one. So um, that consistency, you know, on, on having that four-quarter effort um, is, is something that, you know, will come. Um, but, you know, it's just going to take, I suppose, time, especially with the list that West Coast have got at the moment. So... We are seeing the style of play uh, and we're seeing what they're trying to do and at times they're able to pull it off. It's now been a month since they've been within 40 points of an opponent, Josh. What, how does that affect the club? And also, how long can that go on before you sort of go, look, we've actually just got to be better than this no matter who's going out there? Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're talking about that. I, I definitely think they're, they're not accepting losing, and um, I think it's just reality at the moment. Um, so there's that there's that balance of you know I think they're still pushing themselves um, the way they're they're training and what they're trying to get out of training to bring into games. You, you, you've been able to see it at a time when you know a, a lot of teams have been dominating them. So. Um, 
with the injuries they've got uh, and I suppose the experience that's been playing, you know, it, it's it's just pure reality at the moment. So I don't think they're sitting there accepting the loss. They want to win. Um, and you're seeing, I suppose, some growth individuals that are pushing through these times that, um, you know, are coming out. They'll be better at it at the end of it. And, um, you know, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely not something where they sit there and go, oh, well, we're just going to lose for this little bit. And then uh, once we get our players back, we'll move on. I think every individual that's out there playing is having a crack and the effort's there. Um, and we're seeing some growth with them. Yeah, no, I, I guess it's more a case of internal belief. Athletes need, I guess, results to a certain degree to reinforce belief in the method. How do you maintain the belief when the results aren't coming? Yeah, well, it's very, very difficult. And I suppose you come back to, I suppose, everyone's individual process. And um, uh, as a group, I assume that Simo will be, will be showing some of those positives, um, not only in the individual meetings, um, but then also in, in, in group meetings on what they've been trying to do at training uh, from a pre-season aspect to now in-season, um, the certain drills and the breakdowns of the game that happen in training and, and seeing it in-game, you know, those little things will keep that belief going, knowing that they are on the right track and they are being able to, I suppose, execute what they're training. And, and, and then you have your individual meetings where they're doing the same thing. They're probably breaking down parts in their game and, and doing little drills and things to help accommodate that, whether that's marking, kicking, um, contested work, and um, being able to show those signs and seeing it when times are tough and when things aren't, you know, actually getting a win, you can um, you can still build that belief through that. So, in the bigger picture, I, I I wrote a story for Code Sports yesterday, and I suggested that West Coast now has too many broken athletes, and I'm talking about the likes of Nick Natnui, Luke Shuey, Elliot Yo, um, obviously Shannon Hearn at the end of the season will will almost certainly retire just because he's already having to be managed through this season. Is that a concern for you, just from a list management perspective? That's a lot of top-end talent. You can probably throw Jeremy McGovern, who's probably one serious soft tissue injury away from being in that same bracket now. Are you? Do you have confidence the club can get these players right and get more football out of them? Or is it time to start regarding durability as a massive factor in list management strategy? Yeah, well, I think it's always been, um, I suppose, a bit of a priority for durability. You know, there's, there's there's not many teams that have gone through a full year at a final series um, and won a grand final that have, you know, had major issues with their with their the healthiness of their list. They're all pretty healthy by that by the time you get to that top end. So um, they know it's a key factor, um, and it's just about working on, I suppose, the individual. And it's it's. A, when you're drafting players as well, you know, sometimes kids have multiple injuries during juniors and then they come out and don't have one, you know, in seniors. So it's it's a hard thing to kind of, I suppose, tell. And that's why you see the management, I suppose, of the players. But I'd love to give Jimmy a rest right now um, purely because he's been out, he's up and about for a bit. I think, you know, even Barnett, who's, um, you know, I think they were thinking about flying him back to play on that that next day um, just to get some, some game into him. But obviously, um, you know, they, they want to rest these young kids because durability is, is a priority. So um, I, I think it's always been there. And so it's not going to be something that they're going to look at just right now because of what's happened over the last two years. But 
um, yeah, it comes down to a few factors. And, yeah, the returning to play thing's been, you know, a, a tough thing, plus the compact injuries, which you can't really do much thing, um, you know, impact injuries, sorry, or what you can't really do too much about. So, yeah, the combination of it all, but I think it's always been a priority when you're trying to look at young talent and young kids come through to your list um, and, and trying to find that durability. So another one who has always been a durable player and has been an absolutely elite runner and, an, and a completely underrated player outside the four walls of West Coast. But Jamie Cripps. Jamie Cripps is going to be coming back from a broken ankle at 31, yeah. which is a big yeah. ask as well. Have you, have you been in touch with Cripper and how's he going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's been here. Well, I spoke to him here and there and he's, been, he's had the surgery and, yeah, he's pretty laid up. I think he's in, in the boot for a bit. So, um Cripper likes to be out and about doing stuff and him getting stuck on the couch is not really going to be great for him. So he'd be getting quite quite annoyed at the moment. But, um, but yeah, look, I suppose a broken ankle. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I was lucky enough over my career never to really break um, or have any serious breaks like that. And so I know there, there is a lot of issues that do come with that and making sure that you do the correct rehab and, and having, I suppose, uh, that bone strength kind of come back to a bit of normality when you, when you get back in and start running but I think it just takes time and um, there's a lot there's a lot of you know scans and I suppose the science around it now to be able to get a bit of an idea on how that that break is and how it is and the bone density and and the healing and everything but um, you know you you look at I suppose the the mental side of it um, and coming back in to be able to play after you've just broken your leg and, and and being able to put full weight and pressure on it that's probably the I think the biggest thing that takes time and um, I suppose for him as a 31-year-old, you know, you talk about getting old and physically, but I think mentally he'd be pretty prepared and, and pretty strong um, and resilient enough to be able to push through, I suppose, that psychological side of it. Jai Cully, rising star nominee, four goals, um, terrific effort forward to centre after taking a big hit from um, from Tom Jonas. What, what are you liking about his progress? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And, um, you know, from all reports, he had a, he had a great pre-season. He'd come back really fit. Um, he's worked on a lot of things that, you know, he's been asked to work on. And um, I suppose the most positive and the thing that I'm probably proud of him um, is he's a midfielder. He's, he's, he doesn't come forward and he had to play forward just purely because of the injuries that he had. And he's been able to put pressure on, uh, kick goals, and he can kick four, which is, which is fantastic to see. Um, he was in around, I suppose, the tall's feet. Uh, he was there crumbing. Um, that third quarter, he put that he, that tackle on and had another shot on goal. So um, I suppose a lot of attributes as a small forward, he was able to bring and play his role for the team and, and get rewarded as well. So it was it was great to see. From my memory, Josh, and I might be wrong here, but when he was playing his um, NAB League year, he was a bit of a mid forward as opposed to just a pure inside mid, which is I think where they've been trying to nurture and develop him. Have they mm. have they maybe stumbled on a better role for him uh, because of the, the the hit he took from Jonas? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I think I, I think like you said, in his in his juniors coming through, he was kind of pushed to that forward section. But when he's he's obviously come here. Um, in terms of, I suppose, the forward line that we've had over the last year and a bit, um, you know, he's probably more pushing towards just playing a solid mid. And um, those things that he's obviously grown up on and uh, a lot of the, the forward attributes, you know, are still there, which is which is great to see. And, and sometimes um, just with pure lack of opportunity or, or, or forced decisions, sorry, um, uh, putting him forward, you know, we're able to see that he, he can play there, which is what you're 
what you want. I think from as a forward line, uh, and I suppose you always have around you know anywhere from four to five pure forwards, and there's always a rotating mid just to help. I suppose with the interchange and everything that goes on with the way you want to kind of play, um, and sometimes it can be very difficult having midfielders come and play forward purely because they they haven't played there and they can get out of sync with the with the forward six. So when you've got someone who who can play forward as well, um, and then can also dominate and and I suppose be um, a bit of a brute in, in, in the guts. It's um yeah, it's a, it's very positive for your forward line. Your forward line gets pretty happy when you've got someone who can actually play as a forward. He really he's a really strong tackler too, isn't he? And um, just the ability to run someone down and either spill the ball or or create the free kick. It's a it's a really valuable tool, and he's a good kick as well. Yeah. So he's going to finish his work if he gets opportunities. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think I think that, that pressure and tackling has been fantastic from a lot of our younger guys as well, you know. Jimby obviously in those first few rounds with the way he tackles and he had another great effort against um, Pal Pepper, uh, who tried to take him take him on in that, that one stage and uh, he's probably the strongest man out there in the AFL, Pal Pepper, the way he goes when he puts those arms out. So um, it's great to see, I suppose, those young young guys having some fight, having some grunt and um, and working on their technique and being able, being able to execute it on game day. Bailey Williams, was that uh, one of his better games for West Coast? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You talk about hit-outs and, and clearances. Um, uh, as much as they were pretty even for the day, we, we won, um, I suppose, the clearances a little bit down around the ground, but we still were able to get those centre bounces kind of out. Um, 41, I think 42 to 41, so they were pretty even. He'd come up against, obviously, Brent Tickle, who's a Northampton boy, which is great to see him playing, so hopefully he can get another statue there. But, um, <laughs> but Bailey, uh, he was... Um, what are those statues yeah, I mean, made out of, by the way? Oh, I couldn't actually tell you. There was, they've got a 10-year guarantee, so I assume that with the wind and the rain and everything, <laughs> they before they, <laughs> before they start, start weathering away. So we'll see how they go. Because they're going to but, run out um, of raw material, the way you blokes pr- produce footballers up there. They, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, well, hopefully Bryn and Julia now, who are both playing at Port Adelaide, um, I suppose the men's and the, and the women's, so hopefully they can get one there and we'll chuck another two up, so they'll be 11, which would be great. But, um, but yeah, back on Bailey, I, I, he's just been building every week and he's been thrown in with obviously the task of playing that number one ruck and um, you know we haven't really seen him pinch hit too much forward so he's playing as that pure ruck and um, yeah I think he's building I think he's working on his craft and you you talk about growth in a lot of the individuals and uh, through this time you know we've seen him kind of build each week and uh, he's obviously putting the time in on the track Uh, he's obviously working a lot with Nick who's been injured and um, doing a lot of that stuff on his craft and I suppose his positioning on how he goes about it and and he's starting to be able to execute on a game day which is the best thing what how would you manage Ruben Jinby he pretty much has to play because of the injury situation but is there is there a chance to maybe put him in as a sub one day or to get him back at half back and out of the the crush of the inside midfield battle how, how would you go about it yeah yeah well I suppose if you're looking at all the I suppose the data that's coming out with him um, and his running ability and what he's been doing with his training loads you know you, you firstly probably start with the training loads and um, but 
then you look at probably the priority of him having to develop himself as well. So you've got to get that balance between, you know, do you drop his training loads and just play um, or do you keep the training loads at a point where he's still able to get enough out and, and keep developing and then you take his minutes from game day. So game day is obviously the most important um, part of the week from anyone, from coaches to the sports science crew to the players. So you always put that as a, as a priority, but... Um, Utilising the sub um, and utilising, I suppose, minutes um, now is probably the way I think a lot of lot of crew will go. Um, but yeah, you can obviously take out a few minutes here and there during training. So I think it's going to be a combination of all those things to be able to keep him playing because they have to have they have to have him play because there's not too many being able to come in and fill his spot. Um, but it's probably more minutes in the midfield that um, will cause the most strain on his body, which I think they'll they'll probably start having to minimise. Is Liam Duggan a midfield option for them, Josh? Like he, he looks like a guy who's always going to shift into the midfield and never quite has. He's always been back in defence. He's a really solid performer. You kind of know what you're going to get from him. Um, yeah. is, is, is he a realistic option to maybe put that big body into the midfield and try and add a bit of grunt and experience in there? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We've always used Duggo as that um, that midfield option when um, when things haven't been going our way, or whether we've had injuries such as what's going on at the moment. So um, he knows how to play there. He's he's very switched on with all the setups um, and the reliability we have with him down back. You know, hence why he's always kind of slipping in that back six. And and um, you know, so he, he definitely is an option. Um, I thought they would have utilised him a little bit more, but you know, when you look at the injuries and you know having guys like Garvin, Shannon. Now um, it does make it a bit difficult um, to be able to pull someone of that experience down back, you know, into the guts um, when you've got a few of these younger players that can actually come in and, and play that role. Uh, Rhett Bazo and Zane True, the fact that both played on the weekend after what they've been through over summer, just a, a, a massive effort from both young blokes to get back to that level in that time. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely is fantastic. And it, we, we've talked about kind of resilience and adversity with what's going on with the list. And uh, that's that, that's minute or nothing compared to, I suppose, what these two blokes have gone through in, in the off-season, the pre-season. Um, and just seeing them be able to get through what they've, you know, kind of had dealt with and then what they've dealt with and then being able to come in and train and, and, and put their best foot forward and um, to get out there and both play. It's, um, yeah, it's always fantastic to see. And, um, you know, the support that's been around them from the club has been amazing. And, um, you know, it's just, it's great to see them back um, getting in the rhythm of playing. And, and they're two young kids that, you know, is very exciting for the West Coast Eagles. You know, the way Truly plays, he's got pretty sticky hands and um, he's pretty clean, which is, um, you know, which is the best thing about him. And, and Rhett, you know, he's turning into, um, you know, especially he's going to have that opportunity now with a big gov out, you know, being able to play back. Um, he might have to go forward at, at some stages, but... Um, you know, you look at this weekend coming up against Carlton, uh, depending on with, you know, Ross, you know, Tom, Tom Brass is there, but he could have to take one of the, I suppose, the big twin towers in, in Harry McKay or, or Kerno. So his, um, his, his opportunities coming out to be able to play against the best. And, yeah, it's, it, it's great for him because he's a real competitor, loves learning, and uh, he's like a sponge, and he's, um, he's a good kid as well. All right, Josh, I'll let you go. You can go out and find some more raw materials for the next set of statues up there. They'll be known as the Teakle statues. Apparently, you've already anointed the Teakles <laughs> as, uh, as the recipients of those. Thanks you so much for joining us on the show. We really appreciate your, uh, your insights, and hopefully there's a strong performance coming against Carlton this weekend for West Coast. Cheers, Duff. 
Josh Kennedy, of course, West Coast Eagles legend, AFL life member, uh, absolute champion, goal kicker. If you've got any thoughts on anything Josh has had to say, the Temperate Bedshed text line is open, 0487 736 736, or call us on the open line, 13 12 55. We'll be back with more after the break.